Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Back live across Michigan, hour number three on a Wednesday broadcast of Superfly Hayes as our executive producer. Lions-Rams conversation began the show. Michigan's post-national championship celebration continued with the team arriving home to thousands last night. The parade is set for Saturday. No official details yet on what will go on. In terms of a schedule in Ann Arbor, we talked to Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com earlier. You can bookmark that website or follow them on Facebook and Twitter uh, to get the latest on that. Also, Pete Carroll's out in Seattle. Another NFL job is open. Hardball's going to have options. CBSSports.com listed in order his best option Chargers, second Raiders. Third, the Commanders in Washington, which would put him close to his brother. His mom and dad can move down there. All the family will be right there between Washington and Baltimore. Safey did join us, and, you know, I go back and forth. I think J.J. McCarthy will return. There'll be NIL money. But Harbaugh on this NCAA line in the sand where he called him out yesterday about players sharing everything he's been through. He's not going to risk coming back and having them suspend him. It takes away... Everything. Right now, no one's thinking Connor Stallions. No one's thinking anything. Harbaugh, hamburger, nothing. He's on top of the world. It's the time to leave. And then Sharon Moore gets the job. He had the audition for three games. J.J.'s comfortable with him. J.J. comes back. That, that to me, seems like the most logical scenario on how this plays out, but we'll keep you updated. Also, we'll talk NFL Wildcard playoff weekend all across America. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, NFL national columnist, will join us in a moment. Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. In about 20 minutes, he thinks Stafford is going to end the Lions season. He loves the Lions. I don't think he's saying it because he loves Stafford, but he's worried. And I told him I'm concerned. And in my opening huge opinion today, I said the last thing on earth I want is the Lions season to end, and Matt Stafford ended it in Detroit in the first ever Lions playoff game at Ford Field. I don't care if the Lions get drilled by Dallas, San Francisco, Philly, Tampa. I don't care. They just can't lose to Stafford. And then we threw out our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Enjoy Honolulu Blue. Limited time, limited edition can. 
Honolulu Blue and Silver, Blue Raspberry Lemonade Vodka, 21 and up. Ask for it at your local restaurant, pub, bar. It's in spirit stores across the state and also Center Island, a lot of Meyer locations. The question, should anybody who's a Lions fan wear a Stafford jersey on Sunday? And I'm talking a Stafford Lions jersey. You're a Rams fan? Go ahead and wear it. You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That is 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show. On Facebook, also opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Good talk to Frank Schwab, one of the better columnists nationally when it comes to the NFL from Yahoo.com. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my friend? How's it going? Uh, I think I have a fear factor, I, and not just me, a lot of people, that if Stafford ends that Lions magical season on Sunday, it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, to get all this way and then have that happen. I, it would be... What a story. I mean, from an outsider, Matthew Stafford going back and winning a playoff game would be tremendous theater. I can't lie about that. But you know what? So would Jared Goff sticking it to the team that gave up on him. I, this is just a great game. I, I think of all of all the wild card games, it was the best one. I think this is the one with the most just the most it's not the most at stake but you know you you add in the lions you know trying to get you know get the playoff win that that's eluded them all but once since 1957 and you know Dan Campbell's always worth the price of admission and you got Puka Nakua on that side and Monra St. Brown on this side and obviously the quarterbacks and I think the crowd is going to be unbelievable there's just so many different great storylines in this game and yeah, one of them is the possibility that Matthew Stafford comes in and lights them up. I'm worried about this line secondary. I'm sure people there are talking about it. I mean, Nick Mullins almost threw for 400 yards twice in three weeks against them. And I get that. It was a lot of garbage time and stuff, but they're still giving up a lot of yards. Uh, and not to Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Puka Nakua. So I think the Lions defense is really going to have its its work cut out. And then can the offense keep up if Sam LaPorta doesn't answer the bell? I, I, it's... It's a really, honestly, it's a very, very tough matchup for the Lions. Not that they can't win, but it's of all the of all the home teams this week. I think the Lions are the most vulnerable, except maybe the Buccaneers. And that that's a fear factor that crept in once officially it was done when Carson Wentz decided to make one of the great two point throws in the history of the National Football League. He looked awesome <laughs> uh, filling in for Stafford when they were arresting some of their starters. So it is what it is. Uh, the Lions' home field advantage is strong. You know, outside of that Green Bay Thanksgiving game, the crowd has really helped them, and maybe uh, over time in the loss to Seattle. Uh, Laporta injury, uh, it looked like he blew out his knee. They're saying a knee bruise, contusion. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be able to go. J-Mo Williams will need to step up. But this will be, I, I almost look at this and say, compared to the way they looked at Dallas and the way the Niners are playing, this might be the Lions' biggest challenge in the NFC playoffs. It really might, in my mind. Yeah, and you know, I was on a different show this week and asking about you know what team could beat the Forty ers I, I didn't even, I didn't even listen to the Rams. And somebody was like, "What about the Rams?" And kind of, I, I was like, "Wow, that might be the team." That might. I can't come up with a decent argument for any team in the NFC winning the the conference other than the 49ers. I even do I really truly think the Lions are going on the road and being the 49ers? I don't. I'm sorry. Like maybe they do everything and anything can happen in the NFL, but I wouldn't pick that. But the Rams just the way they've played 
how well they're coached. I don't know how they got here. The, the, the roster still has super holes on it that are still there. I, I mean, it's not like they just became, uh, you know, this talented juggernaut overnight. I just think that McVay is getting every drop out of this team. I think he's the coach of the year. He's not going to win it, but I, I would vote for him. And you look, and, and yeah, what's the hardest of all the wildcard teams? Who's the best? I mean, maybe the Browns. I mean, that's possible. But in the NFC, uh, yeah, it's the Rams. I mean, they're, they just had a really, really good year. They, they almost won at Baltimore. They, I mean, this is a team that if you just eliminate what we thought about them in the preseason, Look at what they've done. Look what they've accomplished. Look at their stats. Whatever you want, this is a really, really good football team, and it's a it's a really tough challenge for the Lions. You know, not like the Bills who get the Steelers in the first round. They're ten point favorites. This is a really tough challenge for the Lions. Looking at the rest of the NFC matchups on Wild Card Weekend, uh, Philly struggling. Matt Patricia taking over on defense. No one's talked about that connection. That's my own personal opinion. Tampa, Baker Mayfield has been fantastic, looks as comfortable in the NFL since early on with Cleveland. Your thoughts on the Eagles in Tampa Bay? Yeah, I mean, if you're just taking the last six games of the season, the Eagles are one of the worst five or six teams in the NFL. As crazy as that sounds, they lost to Arizona. They lost to the Giants. They got blown out a few times. They they look terrible. I mean, just... They have lost it. Their defense stinks. I mean, allowing a 92-yard drive by Drew Locke <laughs> a few weeks ago, uh, they can't. They can't cover anybody. They just look like a team that doesn't want to play anymore. They just uh, like the, the the. I think the locker room chemistry is really really bad there. There's been a few things leak out uh, to that extent, and then you watch them play, and it's like, yeah, this this team doesn't look like it, it really cares anymore. It's it's just kind of checked out. Uh, they could still beat the Buccaneers just because you're right about Mayfield having a great season. But the last two weeks, aside from some garbage time against the Saints in Week 17, they basically you just eliminated the fourth quarter. They bought seven quarters without scoring a touchdown. They could not score a touchdown against the Carolina Panthers last week. They won nine zip. I mean, it's just I think if the Eagles can't win this game and you end up losing six of your last seven, including a first round exit and a wild card. Boy, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they do, but I, I wouldn't say Nick Sirianni is 100 percent safe either. Like, I just, you, you are that bad to end the season. I think everything's on the table. It would be a crushing disappointment for the Eagles to lose on Sunday or Monday, I guess it is. Green Bay uh, house money in the playoffs. Still a young team. The receivers and Love have been fantastic. They found a way to get to the playoffs. Dallas, uh, at least Detroit, showed teams something that nobody has all year. Uh, in Texas, uh, how to beat the Cowboys, unless you had a controversial call at the end. But uh, Packers is a scary team because there's nothing to lose. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. But you also wonder, like, this, they won their Super Bowl last week. Just making a playoffs was huge for them. And is there a letdown? The Cowboys have been great at home. And I know Lions fans probably will disagree about, you know, their undefeated record that it should have an asterisk or something. But the Cowboys have been great uh, at home. Not on the road, but at home, they're great. I just don't think the Packers can keep up. I really don't. I, I Jordan Love finished the season very well. Aaron Jones made a huge deal with their offense when he came back, but this Cowboys team mostly has just been unbeatable at home. Man, they look like an elite, elite team. You go on the road and it changes, but they're at home. Packers are kind of the house money team of whatever happens here is fine. I, Jordan Love first playoff game. I, I just don't think the Packers can hang here. 
Uh, AFC, they're saying the temperature might be zero for the warm weather Dolphins uh, with Kansas City uh, in a night game on Saturday. That will be the exclusive streaming one on Peacock. That makes a lot of people happy. But uh, the Dolphins are a team that, you know, they I, I don't know where they're going. Uh, they've dealt with like 25 injuries. I've watched that hard knocks in season series. They're hurting. You're playing in what might be the coldest weather ever to start an NFL game in Kansas City. What about that matchup? Yeah, and I think that to your point of the Miami being a warm weather team playing at zero degrees, I, of course that matters. But not like the Chiefs are really cut out for this either. Like I know they live there, but this isn't a team that's really designed to to play in that kind of weather. I mean, imagine how many drops our receivers are going to have when it's two two degrees below zero outside. I mean, they can't catch a ball when it's seventy five. Like it's it's going to get ugly for both teams. And it kind of stinks because. This should be a fun, great game up and down the field. You know, one of those like 38, 31 type of classics. But I just think the weather is going to kill this game and it's going to be brutal and ugly. And it's whoever makes the fewest mistakes. I don't, I don't count the Dolphins out. I, I really don't just because the Chiefs have been so up and down. The, the Dolphins are getting guys back. We, we kind of just glossed over how most certain Waddle being out of the lineup, like for Sunday night, like it was really not mentioned much against the Bills, but those are two huge losses for them. They were still competitive against the Bills, probably would have won if not for a 96 yard punt return. So I'm not counting the Dolphins out here. I really am not. I know it's going to be cold. I know they got injuries still, but who are the, who are the Chiefs this year? Like, who are the, they're just not rolling over everybody. I'm not crossing them off the list. They, Mahomes are reeking hot. I get that, but. And not like the Chiefs have been this juggernaut. This is a very vulnerable Chiefs team against a good Dolphins team. Trying to figure out, has Matt Patricia hurt Philly more as the interim defensive coordinator or Taylor <laughs> Swift uh, becoming a Kansas City fan? I'm, I'm having a tough time getting through that one. <laughs> uh, the best conspiracy out there is that the NFL threw the Chiefs onto the Peacock game because they wanted the Swifties to subscribe to Peacock. I, mean, I think that's my favorite conspiracy of, of the new year so far. <laughs> you never know. It's crazy out there. Uh, the other two wildcard weekend games, uh, Houston, just an unbelievable story. Rookie coach, rookie QB. Uh, they're in the playoffs. Indy had a shot, dropped the ball that probably could have won them. Uh, the game or gave him a chance. Cleveland, uh, their defense, Joe Flacco was a comeback of the year guy uh, from playing catch with his kids to throwing touchdowns. I don't know about Houston against the Cleveland defense. I lean towards Cleveland in this matchup. Who do you like between the Browns and the Texans? Probably the Browns, but I'm waffling a little bit because Texans are a really good home team. I, I, and the Browns weren't a very good road team. I, there are a few teams out there with these crazy splits where they're just turn into different teams when they're away from home. Browns are one of those teams. If you look at all Flacco's games, yeah, I mean, three of them, they won four games with Flacco. Three of them were at home. One of them was at the Texans when Stroud wasn't playing. It's just, I, I don't know. I, it's so hard. Stroud is so good. I mean, he's just been phenomenal. For him to play like he did in basically a playoff game at Indy last Saturday was really impressive. And I think the, the Flacco, this is turning into a pumpkin at some point, right? Like, we all could envision, wow, oh, wow, the Browns are out of the playoffs. Flacco threw three interceptions, had a 48 rating. We all could see that game coming. I just don't know when it's going to be. It might be this week. I don't know. I mean, I think Texans crowd will be amped up. I, I think that everybody's kind of 
not writing off the Texans, but you know, leaning like you said, I, and I've 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 had this uh, thought in my head all week too of how are they going to move it against the Cleveland defense? That's really the best thing here, but. I don't know. Houston and Holmes are a pretty good team, and Stroud's a really good quarterback. So I think that's actually going to be a really fun competitive game. Let's move on. Uh, the final one, Pittsburgh. Uh, they got a gift at the end, uh, made the playoffs through all the Tomlin and QB and Canada drama. And is he coming back? Is he walking away? The Bills looked like they were done against the Dolphins. Allen was struggling early, and they got the punt return, and they closed out. Uh, the AFC's title in Miami, I would think Buffalo's going to take care of Pittsburgh. I guess it depends. If Watt uh, is done, then I think the Steelers are done. Yeah, and Watt's been ruled out this week. So he, yeah, there you he go. Ring the bell. And, they can't win. Yeah, they can't win then. It's, it's tough. But I do think they can keep it close for two reasons. One, the weather. They're supposed to be like 25 to 30 mile an hour winds through the whole game with gusts up to 50. I, once that happens, it just throws regular football out the window. Like, remember that Patriots Bills game on Monday night a few years ago where the Patriots ran like 38 or 41 times or something, whatever it was. We all remember that game where Mac Jones threw like twice. It, it, crazy things happen when the wind gets involved. I mean, <clears throat> teams usually can function in rain and cold and snow, but everybody says when wind is that bad, it just doesn't even become NFL football anymore. You're just playing a different game. And also, the Bills do play down to their competition. It's not something we like to, you know, I mean, we like to talk about the Bills being hot, five in a row and all that. Well, you know, week 16 and 17, they kind of struggled against inferior competition, struggled to put away the Dolphins last week, a banged-up Dolphins team. I just think this Bills team is lazy at times. Again, plays some of this competition. I, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to give them a game. I don't know if they can keep it within single digits or whatever because no Watt, and they're not a very good team, but... Uh, keep an eye on the weather. I think the weather is huge here because it could turn this game into just something that, that's just unrecognizable to NFL football fans. His name is Frank Schraub, Yahoo.com, NFL insider, joining us talking about wild card weekend. Appreciate the conversation. Can't wait to see all of these matchups, including Sunday Night Football in America. Stafford coming home to Detroit, taking on golf and the Lions in the first Lions playoff game ever. Inside Ford Field. That is going to be fantastic. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the games, Frank. Absolutely. Will do. All right, Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com. Check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Speak of the Lions, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart courtesy of Impact Power Sports? Now, they're on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, north of Grand Rapids, Michigan's go-to custom golf cart dealer. Also, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart destination. You can have any type of car you want tricked out any way, any colors, any style for your home, club, lake house, neighborhood, you name it. Business. Talk to Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports, 14 Mile Road in Rockford. If you want to win Lois Brown's Sweet Lions golf cart, just text IMPACT to 21000. That is IMPACT to 21000. Simple and easy. Just text it to 21,000. You'll be in the drawing coming up this summer during the huge show golf event at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. And you can see the cart and meet Lomas Brown this Friday, 2 until 4, at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit at the Impact Power Sports setup. Lomas will be there 2 until 4 with his Lions golf cart. The huge golf cart will be there. I'll be broadcasting live statewide 
Friday 3 until 6 inside the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi at the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit that runs Thursday through Sunday. Meet Lomas Friday 2 until 4 with that Lions Golf Cart and the Huge Golf Cart with my statewide broadcast Friday 3 until 6 from the Ultimate Fishing Show Detroit inside the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The Michigan Wolverines have done it. They've completed the undefeated 2023 regular season, capping it with the national championship as they beat second-ranked Washington 34-13 on Monday night. The Don, Donovan Edwards, got the offense going, breaking two 40-plus yard runs for touchdowns in the first quarter. Blake Corm added another 134 on the ground and two scores as well. A perfect 15-0 record. Three consecutive Big Ten titles. Three consecutive victories over rival Ohio State. A Rose Bowl and a national championship. All while playing five of their final six games against top 25 opponents and holding every single opponent this season under 25 points. Mission accomplished. And for Michigan fans, Jim Harbaugh has just one question remaining. Who's got it better than us? Bill Simonson here for my friends from Urban U. They are one of Michigan's top med spas. So if you're looking for top-shelf skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, and just overall skin wellness, Urban U can help you at one of their three West Michigan locations and also in downtown Northville on the east side of the state. Find out more at theurbanu.com. When was the last time you thought about your skin health and wellness? Like I said, skin treatments, anti-aging, body sculpting, wellness, Botox, and more. Let the professionals help you at Urban U. Four locations in West Michigan. Downtown Grand Rapids, Naps Corner. Also in Rockford, their waxology just north of GR. And you'll find an Urban U in Northville. If you want to discover everything they can do to help your skin wellness, go to theurbanu.com. Save big on fuel with M-Perks. Earn points on your Meyer purchases in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save up to $1 off per gallon of gas at Meyer. Claim your M-Perks fuel rewards in the Meyer app and ID at the pump to save. Plus, earn points for qualifying Meyer Express purchases and look for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. 10 cents to $1 off per gallon based on points earned. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly just let me know some breaking news coming from ESPN. Nick Saban is retiring as head football coach at Alabama. He does want to deal with the transfer portal. NIL. Now, how about this? He retires 
to Saban, who didn't fare well in the NFL. Does he go grab one of those NFL jobs to wrap up his career? Mm. It's interesting, the timing of his retirement and all these NFL jobs that have opened up and did somebody reach out to him? I know he won't replace a friend in Belichick in New England, but the Washington Commanders? You're thinking, uh, you know, Carolina, right? He's, you know, the southern roots. Atlanta, close to Alabama, right? These coaches don't want – it's why Beeline got out early, man. Izzo's frustrated. The transfer portal, re-recruiting your players, NIL money. They don't want it. Yeah, they're making big money, but they don't want the stress. Pros, you don't need to do that. Outside of maybe recruiting a free agent or the family at a dinner. It's interesting. We'll keep you posted. But again, ESPN reporting that Nick Saban is retiring as head coach in Alabama. His first replacement, I think it's going to be Lane Kiffin from Mississippi who will move over. That's my call. All right, so earlier today I get a text from my good friend Eric Zane from the world-famous Eric Zane Show podcast. He fills in once in a while. He creates mental hurdles with me where he thinks I'm the enemy, that I'm his best friend, has nothing to do with the bipolar syndrome that he deals with, but that's his personal business, and I'm not going to talk about it on air. (laughs) Zane is standing by. How you doing, buddy? Never better, Will. How are you? Doing good, man. You texted me, you know, because you get like paranoid anxiety like I do at times, and you're like, I love what the Lions have done. I don't have a good feeling about Sunday. I think Stafford's going to throw for 600 yards. What What is the biggest fear outside of Stafford throwing for that 600, and why you, you know, texted me? What, what's the anxiety about this game for Zane? Well, um, to me, it all boils down to – I, I don't think the curse of Bobby Lane has completely left my soul. It, you know, I don't deal with facts. I just deal with conjecture and, um, <laughs> and, and you know, feeling. I don't, I don't have any real reason to think this way. I just feel terrible about it, and I won't feel great until they win a playoff game. And I think it's the Stafford coming back because I'm looking at Stafford and golf, and, and since it was, went official on Sunday afternoon – who has more pressure? And it's golf. Stafford's not a lion anymore. He's already won a Super Bowl with the Rams, something golf couldn't do, and a reason why McVay and the Rams wanted to trade for Stafford. They felt they had a better path to the Super Bowl with him, and it paid off, and they got a couple of breaks against the Niners and the Bengals along the way. Uh, but I, I think golf, who they say doesn't s- strive and live for pressure, I think it's all on him. Absolutely. Which is another, that's a great point. Matthew Stafford is playing with house money. Don't mm-hmm. forget, everybody buried Matthew Stafford. Oh, he doesn't have anything to play for. Well, lo and behold, the Rams go 7-1 and one to finish the year. You've got a receiving core that matches up really, really uh, fantastically with the Lions, who their defense, let's be honest, they've been up and down. There hasn't been like consistency with that unit the whole year. Zane, when Zane rolls out sports stats and facts, I, I get emotional. Tears start. I get waterworks right down my cheeks from where this guy was when we first met and his knowledge of sports. I think a pet rock could uh, reel off better football opinions, and now he's solid and strong. Joining us from the Eric Zane Show podcast, look for that. Uh, Facebook, all the social networks, YouTube, you can find it 
uh, everywhere. Yeah, and I, I said in my opening huge opinion today, Eric, that the entire offseason, eight months, whatever it would be, seven, eight months, of knowing that Matt Stafford ended your season in Detroit would be as painful as anything I could ever remember as a Lions fan. Well, I think you got to start wrapping your mind around it because as much as I want them to win, they will lose Sunday, and it's over. This great year, Bill, you heard it right here, mm. is going to end on Sunday, and it's going to be ugly. And it makes you... You think about that where you won't even want to think about the Lions because the stat, and you'll never get that storyline again. There'll never be a second return home. There could be, but I'm talking it's a first time back. It's a first ever playoff game at Ford Field. I will say he's, he's not mobile. If the Lions can blitz and bring a lot of pressure, Stafford could be a sitting duck. Right. So this could all change, you know. Um, it, it, it could all just go out the window. I mean, if they start playing great, I'm immediately going to change my mind and say the Lions are going to win. Don't get me wrong. I want them to win, but I've been so uh, mutilated by their performance for the past 43 years that I'm still not confident. I'm not confident. Either. This is how, – how do I say this? I'm trying to think about games this year with the Lions. And yeah, I like the word you use, confident. Where going in, I thought they would win at Kansas City. I talked about it. Uh, confidence, I had it. I, I didn't have it going into Baltimore. I'll say that. I didn't believe going into Baltimore they were going to win that game. Because I predicted like 14-3, and three, and I think Baltimore was one of my losses. I thought they would split with Minnesota, which I think they would have if Kirk Cousins would have stayed healthy all year with those offensive weapons that he had when healthy. Yeah, there's been a couple times uh, that I can say that I haven't been confident. This is the worst feeling I have about the Lions, and it's a home game, and it scares the living daylights out of me. And you know, don't let his demeanor fool you. Matthew Stafford is savage. Remember when he pushed that chick off the stage or whatever it was? Yes, and, and one thing about Stafford that I noticed when they kept showing him on the sidelines – when the Rams had taken the lead on the Wentz two-point conversion against the Niners on Sunday, and Stafford had that look like talking to dudes like, I want that trip to Detroit, right? Oh, yeah. I want that. Oh, yeah. This is, this is going to go down in history mm. as a heartbreaking moment for all of us. And I, I, I'm really sorry to everybody that I have to say this, but that's how I oh, feel. Uh, just right after Christmas, uh, Eric Zane. Yeah. Eric Zane Show podcast. Look for it. Facebook, Twitter. Uh, YouTube, he, he does a great job uh, with his daily podcast. Uh, Eric, enjoy the game. Glad we could connect on there, and we'll talk soon. Love, 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 love. Yeah, back at you. He's a good guy. And he's got some moods. He's got 17, 18 personalities, but I like him. I really do. I'm at about 13 personalities. Superfly witnessed earlier when I picked up my sub from the sub shop and I was furious. I called him a dumb sandwich maker. I said, where are my onions? Then I took another bite, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They're under the lettuce. I go, he made a good sub. And Brett looks at me, and he goes, ah, Billy. The five faces of Billy while eating a sub. He lost his mind. Eric Zane Show podcast. Look for it. It's pretty cool. Uh, Before the end of the hour, Dana Clark uh, will join us, our weekly True and Blue segment where the HUGE show salutes the great men and women connected to law enforcement 
in the state of Michigan with our year-long partnership with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Uh, We will hear uh, from Dana in Detroit coming up in our next segment. I also want to remind everybody, tomorrow, 3 o'clock, I'll give you details on how you can win $1,000 to bet on the Super Bowl, courtesy of the Huge Show and the Michigan Sports Network. This is a tease. If you've never been in radio, this is a tease. Marty Boer knows it. It's a tease. So tomorrow you're going to want to listen at 3. I'll give you details on how new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE beginning tomorrow at 3 will go into the drawing to win 1000 bucks to wager on the Super Bowl in February, courtesy of the HUGE show in the Michigan Sports Network. This has been a tease, and a use of this tease without the express written consent of Bill Simonson, Monty Boer, or the Michigan Sports Network is in violation of T's protocol. So tomorrow, listen at 3. I'll give you all the details. Simple and easy. Where to go. And this will be for new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up. You could win a grand thousand bucks to wager on the Super Bowl courtesy of the HUGE show, Marty Boer, and the Michigan Sports Network. The preceding has been a tease, a radio tease. The strategy of a tease, you listen, and then you listen again tomorrow at 3. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Salt and pepper, Tom and Jerry, rhythm and blues. Some things just always go together, like driving and seatbelts. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that seatbelts save lives. We know how easy it is to buckle up every single time. We know how important seatbelts are for everyone because we see what happens when people don't wear seatbelts. Driving and seatbelts. You just can't have one without the other. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade. This special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Welcome to the Drew World Order. Drew Hill, Friday, January 26th at Soaring Eagle Casino. There's a party on this hill. Same show, the soulful bad boy RB. Genuine. Ride the pony for a two-stepping good time. Tickets start at $45 and are on sale now at the box office or online at etix.com. Genuine. Drew Hill. Friday, January 26th at Sorry Evil Casino. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. They say consistency is the key to success. 
they weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time for another edition of True and Blue, presented each week on the Huge Show across Michigan by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And today, we're going to venture to the east side of the state, talk to Dana Clark, Media Relations Director for the Detroit Police Department, and she is standing by on True and Blue. Welcome in, Dana. Uh, thank you so much. And I do have to say, go blue. Perfect name for the show, True and Blue. Although I did not attend school in Michigan, I always support our Michigan team. So just so happy to see them get that uh, national championship. What a great game. You know, that's a wonderful idea how I didn't call that True and Go Blue this week presented <laughs> by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, right? I'm here to help. Look at I'm that, Dana. I, I see why. A little over a year ago, you joined the Detroit Police Department as media relations director. You were part of the community for many years, broadcasting, doing some film work. Uh, what has it been like being connected to law enforcement the last year with the Detroit Police Department? It has been both frightening and exhilarating at the same time, if that makes sense. Um, as you mentioned, I've been in broadcasting a long time, have a broadcasting background. My mom was a reporter for Channel 7, Val Clark, for many years. And so I wanted to try not to be a, a television reporter, but to do maybe something different in entertainment. So I had worked at radio stations for uh, many years. I was on the Tom Jordan Morning Show. That was a national show. And then I got into doing news on the radio for um, WJR for many years and then WWJ. And so I have a degree in communications. I wanted to do, to challenge myself. I was comfortable where I was and I could have stayed there and just finished my career. But I knew, I felt that there was something more I could do and, and should be doing. And so I just started looking for different jobs in my field of communications. I do have a, a degree. As I mentioned, I, I didn't go to any school in Michigan. I, I went to St. John's University uh, in New York, which is where we're from. And so I just started looking around for just communications jobs. And if you, I've never thought in a million years that I would end up working at the police department. And I've just, in the past year, I've learned so much and have a, such a appreciation for the hard work that uh, the men and women do to protect the citizens. And I just am so glad that I did it. I feel like I'm giving back. I feel fulfilled. And most of all, I feel challenged. What's the one thing over this last year, your first year with the Detroit Police Department and Dana Clark, Media Relations Director, joining us on True and Blue here on the Huge Show across Michigan. What's the one thing you never knew that you found out here over the last year connected to being a part of law enforcement? Just how hard uh, the work that they do really is. 
you know, we can all sit back and be critical of things that, um, you know, we're not doing. It's easier. It's always easier to look in and, and judge. But I've really learned just how dedicated and how much, you know, officers, men and women really do care. And they really do care about the citizens. And when they're put in situations, you know, you have that split second decision and it's easy to sit back and say what you would do but it takes a real a, a special person and I, I feel like that you know it's for anybody that serves in the community whether it's a teacher or a nurse or a doctor or a, a police officer or a fireman it really does take a special person to be able to sign up for that type of work because you, you when you leave when they leave in the morning they hope to make it home that evening and it just really takes a selfless person so i've just gained a new appreciation for all the work that they continue to do day in and day out and speaking of that type of person i know recruiting and it's part of our true and blue mission with the michigan association of chiefs of police over the last 12 months uh, there were 4000 law enforcement job openings when we began that number has come down but there's still a large number of openings and you're experiencing the same thing inside the detroit police department that not just for police officers but support in so many different other areas currently that have open positions inside the dpd yes so you may not want to become an officer just like myself (laughs) i don't i don't quite you know, have the agility and everything's needed to be able to do that. But there are so many jobs in this building uh, that we work in. There are over 3,000 employees who work here. And it may be you have, may have a specialty in IT or forensics, or there are so many jobs. Last year, we did hire 200 officers. And this year, the new year, we're looking to add 100 more. So we're almost at our staffing levels uh, for officers. But there are so many civilian jobs. Uh, that somebody who wants to serve and give and be a part of the department can can be. And all you have to do is go on our website. There's jobs posted in the city all the time. There's so many opportunities, especially for someone young, trying to get be around law enforcement but not necessarily become an officer because that, as we mentioned, is not for everyone. But you can also serve in so many other areas. You mentioned part of your job the last year is connecting to the community in Detroit, and I think the DPD has done a great job uh, with that. And a lot of it now is through social network, where the Detroit Police Department's uh, social media team is recognized as one of the top 30 in the country when it comes to government agencies. How effective has social media been on connecting the Detroit Police Department to the people of Detroit? That is so important. That's the way that we reach, you know, thousands of people in in one instant. I'm very proud to, you know, have been recognized uh, when I got here. <laughs> I made a strong push for us to do more social media, for us to do all types of different types of posts, uh, different reels. We have Detroit Rewards TV, which I am very happy to be a part of, and that is if you see something, you can say something. We partner with Crime Stoppers for that. And what's great about Detroit Rewards TV is you don't have to solve the case. With Crime Stoppers, your tip has to lead to an arrest. But with Rewards TV, all your tip has to do is move a case forward. So we are getting great traction out of that. We've had a lot of tips this year. We've paid out uh, thousands of dollars. And so we hope to continue, and that's all social media, Detroit Rewards TV, 
Please follow us. Please follow the Detroit Police Department. Our social media has been growing, and we're just, you know, pushing hard to get out all types of messages, not just crime, but also to highlight the wonderful things that the department is doing. Because a lot of times you just think the you have a conception of the police in your mind, and we're doing a lot of positive things in the community. We have a segment called Positively DPD, where we highlight all the great things that Chief White has been doing in the community with his Walk a Mile Wednesday. We do a lot. Sergeant Santa, I could go on and on. And on social media, you're able to find those things out. So we appreciate the community support. Couldn't do it without the community. And we're just looking for a great things in 2024. And the best thing about social media is not only the reach, but you can explain things. You can't do that normally uh-huh. in a newscast uh-huh. on radio, which you've been in or on Uh, TV, you have more time to explain it. Dana Clark has done a wonderful job in her first year, Media Relations Director for the Detroit Police Department, joining us from the Motor City on another edition of True and Blue, presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Dana, wonderful conversation. Uh, My best to you, your family, and everybody at the DPD. Thank you so much. Stay safe, and Happy New Year. There's Dana Clark. Media Relations Director for DPD joining us on True and Blue, presented each week on the Michigan Sports Network by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Big. Bad.